Hi from West Yorkshire, England. Hey, UK. Love your show. Love you both. Hey, I'm going to be getting over to the UK, um, Fiona. I love you too, hon. I'm going to be getting over there as well. Hey, show me your pop sockets. Oh. Guys, if you haven't been to our What Would Jeff Do um, merch store yet, that, right, that camera, we're on that camera. Yeah, I know. Yep, it's a pop socket. You pop it out and you stick your fingers in there. I'm very so excited. That, that, that will be on the, that just came in today. Linda got the very first one. That'll be in the merch store pretty soon. But if you just go to What Would Jeff Do, whatwouldjeffdo.com, you get your full selection of t shirts and swag. Um, love you, UK. I love it over there. I think but, swag is a bit, is a bad thing, but swag is okay. I call it swag. You want to go swag later in the closet? That's shag. That too. Next. <coughs> I have some throat trunk or something. Do you have any? Hey guys, how are you? Jeff Kamasala, can I training? Hey, Gromi, we close the store. Sweetheart, please. Thanks. How's everybody doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It is Monday. It is Monday. Happy holidays for all the folks that celebrate the holidays tomorrow. Uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and we are about to do a Q&A show. I do this about three times a week. Um, the format of it is you type in your questions. I give you a pretty quick answer. Most questions need very thorough answers. Also, there's a little dollar sign right down there. A lot of people like to throw a little bit of cash our way. Maybe the holidays is a good time to show your appreciation for, for all the free content that we've been giving giving you throughout the year. But Wait a minute. You forgot to say something. There's a lot of stuff I've got, forgot to say before. You always say dollar, dollar, make you holler. No, I haven't said that for the last couple of times. Really? Yeah, but dollar, dollar, make you holler. Dollar, dollar makes Linda holler, okay? So this is Linda. We are married. She has, actually has nothing to do with dog training at all. She's just my supportive wife, and she does this show on Mondays. We've got a training center up in Providence, Rhode Island. I personally travel the world doing dog training seminars. We're doing about 20 of them in 2019. You can actually go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com to see the schedule. We've got two coming up in Canada, and then we've got a bunch of them, obviously, all over the United States. They're fantastic. They're life-changing. It'll change your world. Las Vegas is going to be huge. We just announced that. I'm about to announce Chicago. should have been, well, I'm sort of officially announcing it, but it's not posted yet. We'll probably put the link up to that pretty, pretty soon, though. So let's get going. If you've never heard this show before, you'll notice that everybody asks, how do I stop? How do I stop an unwanted behavior? So the only way to stop an unwanted behavior is through the proper application of punishment. So everyone needs to learn how to properly punish their dogs. The problem is when people start talking about punishment in dogs, they get all emotional. They're like, oh... You know, I don't want to hurt my dog. It's like, neither do I. Um, but to just to let you know, there's no yelling. There's no screaming. You're not mad. You're not angry. It's just a matter of fact. <clears throat> I don't agree with that. Don't do it again. You can't reward your dog out of a bad behavior. So people have been lied to for about the last 30 years to the point now where it's it's horrifically irresponsible, and unethical, and outright horrific. Um, and that's why dogs are dying. So I'm going to tell you the truth, the real truth and nothing but the truth. A lot of people feel connected to the show. A lot of people get turned off the first couple of times they watch it. And then they're like, geez, this guy makes sense. doesn't matter to me. I love everybody. So let's jump right into the show. Okay. This one is from Dar. <laughs> Have a great time these holidays. Oops, something just popped up on my screen. Hold on, you guys. Why do those guys get shit up on your screen? I don't know. I'm probably infested with a virus. Okay, um, have a great time these holidays. Enjoy whatever time you have off. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much. You too as well. Robin. Hey, Robin. 
Dog seems perfectly normal, off-leash, friendly, playful, fearful on-leash, yep. and off-the-leash. Did repetitions, putting leash on and taking off, still fearful. What next? Thank, thanks hugely for the free content. Well, that's very, very common. I mean, a great example is that dog Ian, the dog Ian, that really, really nervous brownish dog that looks sort of like a Weimaraner. Um, uh, that dog is, is on a leash, is, is a, a wreck. Off leash, the dog does great. We've shown it many times. You put an environmental in the dog's way, <clears throat> like a child or a trash can or a, a leaf bag blowing, the dog crumbles, literally crumbles, 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 and falls apart. So um, the leash is a barrier. It doesn't allow dogs for free movement. It um, doesn't allow them to, to flee. So if a dog can't flee, sometimes they get really, really nervous and concerned. Um, as far as like you've done repetitions of putting the leash on and taking it off, it has to be more, number one, how many times did you do that? Have you done it 1,000 times? And, and remember, it is dog training. You're trying to change the dog's state of mind. That does take a while. What exactly um, else are you doing though? So what's the rest of the day look like? That's what I always tell people. A lot of times we see the shrapnel effect of an unstructured day, holding your dog accountable. So I'd say besides the leash part and the the, the outside stuff, what's inside look like? How demanding are you, a dog, are you of your dog? How structured are you of your dog? Um, so I would work out all those things. Next. Next one's from Vega. My dog growls when I place my hand on and inside his kennel. What should I do? Should I correct? My dog is waiting for me to fill up his water and to, uh, let's do this first one, even though it's from the same person. Let's do that first part. It's two different questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I'm getting, I was sick yesterday. If you listen to my IGTV stories, you'll know. And if you listen to my Patreon, you'll know that I've been fighting off for some sort of head, something so you have to excuse me for all kinds of body fluidly sounds. At least I'm not, I don't think I'm going to fart tonight. Um, any farting that you hear? Bullshit. So um, bottom line is this. You should be able to put your hand on your dog's crate without it growling. So you'd have to correct that. The only way to stop it is to correct it. So in your dog's crate, like if you're reaching for the water bowl, I think you started alluding to that. Absolutely as well. Next. <clears throat> yeah, my dog was waiting for me to fill up his water bowl and two kids walked by him, no touching, and he growled. What should I do for that situation? How can I fix it? So again, a lot of people will say, don't growl that because that's the warning. This is the thing. If somebody is, if children are running up to your dog's crate, sticking their fingers in, sticking their faces in the dog growls, okay, I would work the dog through that. I wouldn't, but if somebody's just walking by the dog's crate, minding their own business and your dog growled, you have to stop it. And 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 I and I'm very aware of all parts of the conversation, guys. I'm very aware, so for, I I know exactly what else is being said. I think it's important that I stress that. That well, no, I heard. Yeah, I heard too. I know what you heard, and this is the reason why I'm emphasizing this is because I'm still going to give you the same advice, even though I know what else is being said. I heard also that if you take away the warning, then the dog would just go right to a bite. Oh, oh. So I heard that as well. Hey, Angelo. Good night. Good night, my love. Good night. Did you get everything ready for Santa? Hey, say good night to you. Uh, we're on YouTube. Good night, YouTube. Um, we put down some Hershey kisses. Cool. Ooh. Nice. I think Santa likes those. All right. Is All right. Rudolph still in the freezer? <laughs> uh, 
Okay, you, you, no, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Good night, honey. Love you. Love you, baby. Um, so the thing is this, not only will you take away the growling, you'll take away the thinking of growling and the thinking of lunging and biting. This concept that if you take away a growl and then all of a sudden your dog is going to turn into this aggressive dog is a bunch of bullshit. It's an outright lie. If you want to have an aggressive dog, don't take away the growling. Don't take away the lunging. And we're not talking about a child teasing a dog. We're talking about a child doing normal household things, which is walking freely around your home. Your children should be allowed to be safe and not be under threat of your dog. So you'd have to correct that next. Um, this one's from Fiona. Hi, from West Yorkshire, England. Hey, UK. Love your show. Love you both. Hey, I'm going to be getting over to the UK, um, Fiona. I love you too, hon. I'm going to be getting over there as well. Hey, show me your pop sockets. Oh. Guys, if you haven't been to our What Would Jeff Do um, merch store yet, that, right, that camera, we're on that camera. Yeah, I know. Yep, it's a pop socket. You pop it out and you stick your fingers in there. I'm very so excited. That, that, that will be on the, that just came in today. Linda got the very first one. That'll be in the merch store pretty soon. But if you just go to what would Jeff do, what would Jeff do.com and get your full selection of t shirts and swag. Um, love you, UK. I love it over there. I think yeah. swag is a bit, is a bad thing, but swag is okay. I call it swag. You want to go swag later in the closet? That's shag. That too. Next. Uh oh, Janelle. How would I go about training a nervous dog? Well, that's a that's a really, really big answer to that. So everything you see in my videos, you do. So what you don't do is use too much love and affection. And that throws people off big time. Number one, don't ever say the old story. Whatever the reason why you think the dog was nervous, never repeat again. Number one, get that right out of your system, which you didn't do now, but I've worked with enough clients that they always put this, the dog is nervous because, the dog is nervous because it's nervous. Let's just look at it that way. Do we just have a dog throw up? Oh no, dog's drinking water. Okay, that, that's the reason. So the more structure you have in a nervous dog's life, the better for the dog. The more you hold the dog accountable, the better for the dog. Right now, the more guidance and direction and leadership you have for the dog, the better for the dog. Right now, you can't let the dog make too many of its own decisions because it needs that leadership and guidance from you. More brain, less heart. You do that. Next. Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Um, Carolina. You're coming to Canada. Where in Canada? Carolina. I'll make it easy for you. I'm going to coming to Collingwood and Vancouver, British Columbia, but I'm also going to be in Buffalo, um, which is not Canada. I know that. I'm geographically not challenged. Um, so what I want you to do is go to Jeff Gelman Seminars, jeffgelmanseminars.com, and you can see where I'll be. I'm also going to be up in Seattle, Washington. Again, that's close to Canada as well. So there are two Firm locations, dates in Canada that I'll be at next. Um, holding on dog training. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thanks for everything. Can't wait to see what you do in 2019. Awesome. Excited for 2019 as well. Next. Uh, this one's from Rich. Hey, Rich. Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you so much for all the advice you so generously give out. Thanks to you. I have three dogs all in place while we eat supper and watch you. Life is good. Rich, 
Super proud of you. Try it for dinner as well. It's twice as much fun. So that's the cool thing, Rich, is that Rich, I don't know how long Rich has been working on this for, but however long it was, it's worth it. What what Rich is doing is he has three dogs that were most likely walking around the house, running around the house. Maybe he had to put them outside. Maybe he had to put them in crates. Either of those choices I don't have a problem with. But now he can have his dogs in place, which means they're on a mat or a carpet square or a rug or some object while his family enjoys dinner. So his family is enjoying dinner and his dogs are calmly laying down next to him or like in in one room over. And the cool part about that is um, it's going to be really, really awesome because life is going to get so much better. Next. This one's from Liz. Hey, Liz. See any problems with encouraging harmless pulling? Harness. Ha- oh, harness pulling. Yep. Hauling, me hiking, and then prong on for structured walks at knee in town on eight-month pop. Condolences on Ronan. So, Liz, if you give it a command, I have no problem with that at all. Just give it a command. Like, you can do weight pulling and have a dog heal. You can do, what is that called when you cross-country ski and then you have a dog pulling you? you and also have a dog that walks properly in heel. You can do sled dogs and, and same thing. So you absolutely can do this. When I track with a dog, they pull. I'm not opposed to dogs pulling if it's given a command. On a walk, it's not the best policy at all. It's not the best policy at all. So I have no problem with that at all. But at eight months old, it's even more important that you give that dog Definitely set, make sure you've got a pull command and a not pull command. Next. Hey, you need to acknowledge people's condolences on Ronan. Oh, someone said, oh, I'm sorry. Guys, thank you so much for, for the thousands of people that wrote in. Ronan is the Turkish Kengel that many of you have seen. He's a big part of everybody's life. So Ronan is a Turkish Kengel who actually came from Savas, Turkey. Um, he came through, um, I, I told the story on Instagram stories today. He came to us about eight years ago. Um, highly dog aggressive, highly human aggressive. And he, um, he um, suddenly died in his sleep on Friday night. He was last seen um, doing fine um, at around 9.15 PM. And then he was found at about 11.30 or 12 um, midnight within three hours. And um, this happened Friday night and we announced it on Sunday morning. I wanted to wait to announce it until after one of my daughters had a humongous production in the Nutcracker. I didn't want to make, I didn't want to put it out there until after her performances she's been practicing for, for months. It's a major performance at a major, you know, in the province performing arts center. So, but thank you for everybody for all the condolences and um, it sucks. Dogs dying suck. So, but thank you so much for everybody for their condolences. Next. Carolina, I have a 10-week American bulldog. She's addicted to water. I have to control her water, give her two times a day, but she wants more and keeps barking so I could give water or she drinks water from my mop bucket. Okay, so Carolina, there's a couple of things. She's not addicted to water, number one. First of all, she's 10 weeks old. Be careful, your dog could die. You know, The last thing you need your dog to do is, is to drink too much water. I would have your dog medically checked out, number one. At 10 weeks old, it's possible that your dog has an issue. It's probably not, but just to play it safe, just to play it safe. There are I'm not a vet. There are certain things that make dogs drink more water or feel thirsty more of the time. The problem is your dog can't have too much water. It's going to be a pain in the ass for your housebreaking. Number two, you have more power than you think you do. 
So how the heck does a 10-week-old dog drink water from a mop bucket when you are there with your dog on a leash supervising it? And I'm not saying this to shame, blame, or to make you feel bad. I'm saying I want you to think about, I want you to think about it. What would you do if that was a human child? So if that was a child, if that was a child, would you call up a therapist or your medical doctor saying, I can't keep my child out of the mop bucket? No, you wouldn't, would you? I assume you wouldn't ask for help. I assume common sense would take over and you would do something. Do the same thing with your dog. Got it? Don't treat a child and a dog the same, but that common sense thing that you got there, which I know everybody has, I want everybody to start using it when it comes to dog training. Okay, next. Um, Victoria. Hey, Victoria. I noticed in your videos that there is a water bowl hanging in your dog's kennel. Where did you get that? Guys, it doesn't matter where I got it. I don't know. I got it from the uh, water bowls are us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, people ask me about like, what size water bowl do you use in your kennels? Like, who gives a shit? I don't know. I don't know if it's a quart or two pints or. It's definitely oh, not a quart. Okay. It's more. It's probably a half gallon. Go on to Amazon. Guys, I buy everything on Amazon. Go on to Amazon and type in stainless steel water bowls, stainless steel water bowls. And there's probably sizes there. And then you hang it. With the carabiner. I got a carabiner, but you can hang it with anything you want to. Next. I'm not trying to give you a hard time either or bust your balls. But I'll but I guess I am though. Next. Kaylee J. Just here to soak up the knowledge tonight. Merry Christmas to you all. Very sorry for the passing of Ronan. Kaylee J, thank, thank you so much. And thank you so much. Next. Michael. Hey, Michael. What do you do when the Borden Trains owner lives out of state and will only be there for the pickup as far as being able to work with the dog and the trainer? So what we do is we do a, a six hour six hours of human training. Ideally, we get them there at the mid-training. But if you can't, we have them come for the last, no matter what, we have them for the, come for the last two days. So say the Borden Train was over on a Friday, we'd have them come Thursday for some hours and then Friday for some hours. That's what we do. Next. Um, Fiona says, whereabouts in the UK would love to go to a seminar. I haven't booked anything yet. We were, I, um, if you want to look at my past seminars, I was in England and I was in Scotland. I was in Glasgow, Scotland. And then in England, I don't remember the name of the city. We had to switch it four times because of all the heat you guys have over there in England. You got probably more hate than anybody in any place I've ever seen has been in the UK. You got your share of hate over there. Dog Works um, did a super chat for $1.99. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much. Thank you. Carolina, my 10-week puppy barks a lot when she's in her crate and tired. She's fine, but if she's not tired, she wants to get out of the crate and barks nonstop until I take her out. So Carolina, a couple of things. Number one, get yourself a book on how to raise a puppy because everything you're describing is normal. So you got a puppy. It's a pain in the ass to raise puppies. Can it be fun? Absolutely. But it's a puppy. You got, you are at the beginning of your pain in the ass journey. Life is going to suck for a couple of months. It is going to suck. You're not going to be sleeping much. You're going to be going outside a lot. You're going to be stuck with shitloads of body fluid, including shit. Tell your dog to shut up. Now, put your dog on a schedule. Make an Excel spreadsheet or a number spreadsheet. You don't have to have a computer. You can do it by hand. 
Okay. Days of the week across the top, time of day up and down on your different axes. And then you fill out on Monday the schedule, when you're gonna when you're gonna feed your dog, give your dog water, and you should do that on a schedule. With a dog like yours that drinks so much water, I would do it on a schedule during doing it during meal times. All right. And then you'll know if your dog's being, if it has to go out to go to the bathroom or be a pain in the ass. I take my dogs out on a schedule. Get yourself a bonker. Make a bonker. It's a towel. They have these over in the UK. They're banning shock cowers, but they sure as fuck aren't going to ban towels over there. All right? A towel. Wrap it up. Two elastics or rubber bands. Number 64. All right? Even over there, they're called 64. You guys aren't metricing these. Now what I want you to do is if your dog says, dog barks, you say quiet, hit the top of the kennel. Now, I'm very aware of the conversation out there. Oh, the kennel's supposed to be a great place. You shouldn't do that. Well, tell that to the fucking barking dog. All right? Remember, I'm not making dogs bark. I'm responding to the dog barking. The dog already thinks the kennel is a crappy place because it's barking in the kennel. So make it suck to bark. That, that's how you fix all this stuff. Make it suck. Next. Um, this one's from Crystal. Hey, Crystal. I just got an e-collar, and I'm very excited to use it. Nice. I have been watching your videos on the subject, but I want to go ahead and start to correct my dog on it due to his bad behaviors. Can I jump right in and correct, or should I figure out what his working level is first and make him have a positive association with it or just jump right in? Dep- Crystal, depends on how bad those bad behaviors are. I mean, you probably can hold off on correcting some of the bad behaviors by just having better management, keeping the dog on a leash. But there's many times, many times at seminars, like here's a great example. I do seminars around the world. I've had over 3000 people come to them. Many times a dog's never been on a remote collar. So imagine 17 dogs, all with extremely bad behaviors, all in one room in crates. Just picture this. Picture your dog that's out of control in a crate. Now picture 17 of them. My seminar starts at 9. By 9.15, I want every dog to shut up. Why? I would like to talk. So what do I do? I shut dogs up in crates in seconds or minutes so I can speak. How do I do it? Any way I can. Sometimes with a remote collar. Guess what? They seem to do fine by being trained on a remote cow after that. Next. This one's from Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Merry Christmas, Jeff, Linda, and family. Thank Thank you, you. Michelle. Next, Dana. Hey, Dana. Quick comment. During structured walks with my three dogs, I get stopped frequently by people asking if I'm a dog trainer. I tell them no and direct them to your YouTube channel. Thank you for everything. Awesome, Dana. But you are a dog trainer. We all are. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm a teacher. I'm a parent. You know what I mean? So this is the thing. Kudos to you. You're obviously killing it. I wish more people were mistaken for dog trainers though out there. If you know what I'm saying. I really wish we raised the bar. I really wish we did. But kudos for you for being able to handle your three dogs in a proper fashion. Next. Um, The mama bear. When starting duration work on place, how long should they be expected to hold the command? Um, depending on age and depending on how long you worked it on. I'm going to sneeze. Depending on age and depending on working on. So a 10-week-old dog or 14-week-old dog is only going to hold it for a certain amount of time. From a, a six-month-old and over dog, 
probably even younger than that, five months and older, a dog can easily spend a couple of hours in place. What else would they be doing, right? So you start out with, you know, just teaching the command and then you add duration. Week two, you add duration. I mean, there's no reason why, I'm just trying to think with us, by the second week of training, most dogs are holding place for at least an hour or two. So that gives you a little bit of guideline there. Next. Uh, this one's from Vega. Thanks for the advice, but why does my dog growl when walked by or when someone comes close to him when waiting for water or when drinking water? Just curious. Is it resource guarding? It could be resource guarding. This is the thing, Vega. I know this goes against a lot of what people say. The why doesn't matter that much. Oh, you have to. Now, there are so many people out there, and they're usually certified dog trainers because they want to show you how smart they are. That's the big thing. So let me prove to you how smart I am and remember what I read somewhere. And now, like, let me now dictate it to you from memory or maybe, like, look through my old notes so I can put it out there so you think I'm smart. But it doesn't really – no, you need to know why. No, you don't. When it comes to unwanted behaviors, you don't need to know why. Now, if you're breaking up a dog fight and you get bit, why did my dog bite me? Well, because your hand was in the wrong place. Do you know what I mean? But we don't need to know the why so much. And a lot of highly educated people with all kinds of letters after their name and certificates and animal behaviorists. And I went to this school and that school. No, 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 no. Don't listen to that asshole. He, he doesn't, he hasn't figured out the root of the problem. You need to figure out the root of the problem. No, you don't. How about this? This is the root of the problem. Your dog's an asshole. There you go. That's the why. Great. Get yourself a remote collar and you hit the don't be an asshole button. Now the dog goes, eh, I'm not an asshole anymore. Hey, little kid, what's going on? Like, that's all that matters. All that, and when we're talking about online, we're talking about growling and barking. Why is the dog barking? Like, who cares why the dog is barking? I don't want my dog to bark. It's simple. It's simple. They're dogs. Next. Um, Jasmine, thanks for telling me about the prong collar. Just got it for my five-month puppy. Works great. No more pulling. He walks right next to me. Awesome, Jasmine. Now, Jasmine, what I want you to do is I want you to also work on your leash handling skills. Proper leash handling, still do training. But it's funny because every day I get emails. I get dozens and dozens of emails a day. I get a t- I get there's one I'm going to put up there because it's so like typical of the struggle out there. Hey Jeff, I haven't been able to get my dog to stop pulling for 4 years. 4 fucking years. I've been going to dog trainers for 4 years, behaviorists, drugs for 4 years. I got myself a prong collar. I watched one of your free videos. I had the best walk ever. Mm-hmm. Guys, like the prong collars, yeah, those things that look barbaric on a dog's neck, which by the way are different than choke chains. I hate when people are saying prong collars and choke chains. They're two different things. Like a martingale collar and a slip lead and a choke chain all choke dogs. So if you're against choke chains, you better be against martingales. Because they do the same thing. They choke the dog. 
And theoretically, a flat buckle collar can choke a dog too. But a prong collar doesn't choke a dog. I'm amazed that that people are, like, countries are banning these tools just because a bunch of people have this imagined harm and the social justice warriors out there, which have taken over dog training, are just are convincing everybody that they're abusive, barbaric tools, when as a matter of fact, they're life-saving tools, life-saving tools for owners. It's amazing how fantastic some of these tools are. Obviously, of course, you still got to train the dog, but minimal training. Like, imagine you can't walk your dog for four years. This is common, by the way. You've gone to professional trainers, people that say they can help you. And you watch a free video and a $25 item and you like practice for a few minutes and then you go outside for a walk and your dog actually walks by your side. And then all these people out here are like, oh, that's because you're hurting it. What? Okay, so for four years, you weren't hurting it and it didn't work. Let's say you were hurting it. Who cares? But you're not. But even if you were, dog don't look hurt to me. Dog looks fine. I don't know about you. The last four fucking years of my life have sucked with this dog. I can't walk down the street without my arm hurting. I'm having a great fucking time right now. Who cares if my dog's underneath in some pain? But it's not. But even if it was, who cares? I've been in pain for four years. Guys, let's take back our lives here. Next. It's funny. Somebody somebody commented on my uh, YouTube videos. Geez, Jeff, you really are angry all the time. I'm like, I'm not angry at all. I'm passionate. Have you, you never seen anybody get excited? Guys, you have not seen Jeff angry. <laughs> I don't get angry. Next. Uh... Next. Tammy, still struggling with anyone other than me taking the leash of my fearful GSD. Husband, trainer, friend, neighbor. She freaks out. Trainer doesn't seem to know what to do, wants to use CBD. Well, if the dog does fine with you, but doesn't do fine with anybody else, I'd figure out what you're doing and have them duplicate it. I'm not against CBD, but it's possible that it's usually the other way around. Usually trainers can do it and the owners can't. So I'd figure out what you're doing. I'd figure out what you're doing. And I would try to get, and I would try to then map it out and have as many people as possible duplicate it, but start with one other person next. I'm not there to help you. I don't know. Next. This one's from Josh. Have an awesome show. P.S. I will miss you, Ronan. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Everyone's everyone's missing him. The rabbits are celebrating. We were, we were out there today. <laughs> we are out there playing Chuck It. All the fucking rabbits are out there dancing around, partying. Woohoo! Woohoo! They were even kind of shaking their little booties. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yep. They were all standing in the line, flipping off all my dogs because my other dogs don't give a shit. Ronan was the only one that went and tried to kill rabbits. All these rabbits are partying. You know what I mean? They're like, finally, we can start fucking again because our freaking <laughs> newborns won't die. Next. Uh, Javier, hey, hi Jeff. When playing fetch with my GSD, she knows out, and as soon as I try to pick it up, she tends to try to grab it. How uh, do I stop uh-huh. from doing that? Uh-huh. Thank you, Javier. Let's think. Ready? Let's think. You're reaching for the ball with your hand or the chuck it stick. The dog goes for it. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I know what I want to do. You, you want to take the chuck it stick and bop the dog on the nose? Go ahead. 
do it. Oh my God, Jeff tells people to hit their dogs. If you guys want to interpret that, go right ahead. No, Jeff doesn't want Javier's hand to get bit, right? It's okay for the dog to try to bite Javier's hand, but it's not okay to give the dog a little bit of a bop on the nose with a chuck and stick, right? Try that. Next. Um, Jenna. Hey, Jenna. Trying to find a dog walker for my dog, reactive dog, but having trouble finding someone okay with prongs. Seems to be judgy, positive only walkers in my area. Am I better off skipping the dog walker? Jenna, I would, I would, I would, I would hire some, I would find somebody and pay them to, to, to do it that doesn't judge. Guys, all you dog walkers out there, listen, it's your business. You can, you can take any clients that you want to. But if you guys want to make 100000 anybody out there want to make $100,000 a year? And I'm being 100% serious. You want to make $100,000 a year? It ain't that hard to do. It's $2,000 a week, $300 a day. That's not many dogs. You can charge almost double to walk a difficult dog than walk an easy dog. New York City right now, there's a shortage of dog walkers that need that would walk on prong collars. You can make a killing being a dog walker of challenging dogs. And you can charge a premium price. A premium price. Next. Uh, Janelle says, thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Eden says, yes. Jenna, drop the dog walker. Nice. Um, Jenna says, he has made massive improvements and is pretty much calm on prong. But I've had people email me back saying they won't walk on prong because of safety, which tells me they aren't qualified. That's fine. Yeah. Don't you never want to convince anybody. You want to find somebody that's like you want to find somebody that's like gung ho about it next. Um, Eden says, Jenna, your way or the highway. Yeah. Eden, this is a one person show here. Relax. Well, I love you, Eden. You're brand new here. We got rules though. Next. John, hi guys. I've been having problems with my dog scratching at the muzzle too much. It's at, to the point where he is consistently tearing them off. Yeah. Is there any way to fix it? Yeah, we fix that all the time. Remote collar. You have to be careful about dog scratching the muzzle. They can actually hurt their eyes and they can mark up their faces with their nails. So we get that. We'll get, well, first of all, condition your dog to wear a muzzle. So it's muzzle conditioning. It's all done actually with food, food and marker, or food and clicker. It's a slower process, but sometimes you don't have a chance. But if it's your own personal dog, you probably have some time. With us, we don't have time because the dog's with us for a boarding train. So what do we do? We make it suck with a remote collar. But what you can do is get the dog used to wearing it, and you 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 um, muzzle condition your dog all with food. Next. Um, Crystal says, is there a difference between correction and punishment, or are they basically the same thing, just going off your video? Yeah, sometimes I say correction. I, I, I used to say correction all the time. I say punishment almost all the time now just because that's what it is, and I'm bracing it, and I just want people to fucking get over that word. Do you know what I mean? I just want, I call, I call the collar shock collars. I'll say e collar. I'll say shock collar, but I really want folks to get off the semantics and just understand dog training for what it is. Next. Um, this one's from Gareth. Our, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Our dog seems to need to disperse her energy after daycare before sleeping. This usually means wiggling on the sofa and kicking cushions. Then sleeping. Is it okay to put her directly in the crate? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say I would get your dog off the sofa because it's destroying the sofa or it's making a mess of the sofa. A lot of dogs get to zoomies. Like between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., a lot of dogs get to zoomies. They race around the house or they want to race around. But you can give your dog one little exercise um, 
uh, uh, session if you want to. Just have your dog run around outside or play chuck it or play fetch or play frisbee or do you know, you know, do you know, do something with your dog if you want to, but you can put your dog in the crate if you want to. Next, kids do that too. Yeah, it's, kids, yeah, it's called the witching hour. Yep, exactly. Mm. Um, ba, ba, Shah says hello, sir, and man. Hey, Shah, good to hello. see you again. Thanks, buddy, for tuning in. Crystal, what's your setup for the remote collar? What's your setting? What's your preference? I know there's momentary and continuous options. What do you use? Well, we don't use vibrate, we don't use tone, we use both continuous and um, momentary. So I, I like to set mine up on the black button. This is on a one-dog system, the black button momentary, the red button continuous. But all depends on how, what your training style is and what you're training. If you're on punishment mode, if you're on learning mode, you know, it all depends on what you're doing is how I, how I use the buttons. Next. Uh, this one's from Josh. Hey, y'all. My dog barks and lunges at the sight of another dog. I'm using a remote collar. What should I look for when trying to correct him before the barking? And what should I do when it doesn't work? So, Josh, let me give you a little bit of help. I would also use a prong collar because it's directional. I would use a prong collar because it's directional. Also, a lot of people's timing is wrong. And what they do is they get it too late. And sometimes they actually send the dog up into more of a reaction. So get yourself a prong collar so you can be giving that dog more directional control and keep that dog in a proper heel behind your behind your knee and again tends to be calmer then what i would do is you want to utilize a little bit of space don't like walk into the belly of the beast right away and then you want to pay attention to the dog as soon as the dog start, starts the beginning of the reactive sequence is when you want to give the most powerful information so imagine somebody that's an alcoholic or a drug addict and you're you're trying to help them in recovery are you going to wait till they're at the bar to intervene? Are you going to wait until they have had one drink? Are you going to wait until they've ordered the drink? Are you going to wait until they pick up the drink? No, you're going to intervene at the first sign that they want a drink. That's when you're going to have the most powerful conversation. It's the same thing with the dog. We're doing rehab work here. Same thing with the dog. Next. Um, Robin, happy birthday, Gelman's. My condolences for Ronan. Thank you. thank you so much, and thank you so much. Next. Uh, Josh says, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Crystal. Back to the earlier question on whether I should jump right into correcting my dog for bad behaviors with the e-collar. He has resource garden issues. Uh, let's get rid of that tonight. Yes, jump right into that. I've got a video on that. We can use the out command for that next. Shah says, a question. My dog used to poop and pee on the terrace, but now he doesn't. He only does his job outside on the street. The problem is I cannot take him outside four to five times a day. Any solution? Thank you. Um, well, why can't you take him outside four to five times a day, Shaw? What? I mean, even if you're on, you know, even if you're on house arrest, they should still allow you to go outside your house, right? Even if you got the electronic bracelet on, they should still allow you. It might be an anklet. It might be an anklet, right? Unless you're married to one of those spouses that don't let you, like, leave. But... If you are, I would jump on a match.com or Tinder or something like that. Give Find someone a little bit more freedom. Four to five times a day, You, I know everybody's saying, well, then, gee, Shaw, you shouldn't own a dog. It's like, yeah, let's, let's turn another dog into a fucking shelter and kill that dog too. So you'll probably get away with three times a day, right? You're going to probably get away with three times a day. But what I'd like to do is let's maybe we have to rearrange some of our priorities. 
rearrange some of our priorities. The thing is this, I don't want my dog shitting and pissing in my house. So I'm not a big fan of puppy pads at all. A terrace, it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, dog goes outside. If you have that little fake grass there or dirt, theoretically it is outside. Um, I would say, I mean, if, if you came to me, I'd be like, well, my suggestion is going to be set your priorities a little bit different, figure out how you possibly can or have somebody else do it. If you can't, then I would bust my ass, I guess, teaching that dog how to go on the terrace. And how do you do that? Just like you've got to bring it out there on a routine, just like anything else. Next. Um, this one's from Liz. Ronan could really move for a big older boy that time recently through the fence after the rabbit. Yeah, Ronan can run 31 miles per hour. I don't think we really, I guess maybe we knew how old he was, but it didn't really register how old he was until we looked at his paperwork yeah, the other day. I know. I, I, when I, I looked at his paperwork because I wanted to be able to get the proper dates when he was born, and I found I found his proper paperwork from Turkey. Um, actually, it was from Germany at four weeks old. It was documented. Um, this is the thing, though, but these guys are, he wasn't that old. I mean, these guys lived at 12 to 15, um, and he was in incredible shape. I mean, if you've seen recent pictures of him, he's he's very muscular and he's very lean. Um, he's very quick. Greyhounds go 43 miles per hour. He can go 31 miles per hour. He's quick. He's humongous and quick. And he's faster than my other dogs. And when he wants to run, he can run, like, really fast. And he turns on a dime. He t- yeah, he's got – he's really, really agile. So, um, yep, but he would – but he just – has no reason to run most of the time. Next. Um, this one's from Tammy. We have lots of structure. Been using your techniques and have come a long way. Coming to Reno seminar. Oh, You'll awesome. see her in action. Awesome. Can't wait. Awesome, Tammy. I'm excited to see you Great. in Reno. Yep. Reno's going to be a good one. Nancy. What about when she walks really good and then she pulls back? She doesn't want to go anymore. Then she sits and Okay, so you've got a dog that when it goes to walk, it sits down on its ass. So who's that, Nancy? Mm -hmm. So what I would say to this, Nancy, is this. I call the dog out of shit. I think the dog is full of it. I think the dog is playing you. And you know why? Please don't do this. But I bet you, if you you unsnapped the leash from that collar and you walked away, what do you think that dog would do? What do you think that dog would do? I bet you it would go freaking running around, having a great old fucking time. Got it? So what does that tell you? The dog's giving you the finger. (laughs) So how about this? Okay, dog, whether you're lagging behind or you're... If you just walked 50 miles, okay. But I don't think you are walking 50 miles. I don't even think you're walking five miles. So... I think that dog is just going. Now, if you've got a dog, obviously, that's lame or injured or, you know, a bulldog and it's 105 out, okay. But we're talking about a dog that's in in shape that we know is capable of walking whatever distance that you want the dog to walk. I get a feeling that if you just, like, go, let's go, little doggy, the dog's going to go. That's what we do. Next. Um, I ski big sky says Merry Christmas to your family from mine. Oh, Merry thanks. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Next. Gotcha. Gotcha cat. 
He can buy him a piece of grass and put it on his terrace. Yeah, a lot of people gotcha. Yeah, a lot of people do that. He might have been doing that before. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they actually have some pretty cool fake grass. I mean, you can also do pea stone. You can also do dirt. You can also do there's a lot of different outdoor things. You know, I'm not against that. I mean, I'm not I'm not against that at all. I mean, I can see why people would do that, especially in a high rise. Next. Um, this one's from Dan. Yo, bro, great show. First time listener. I like the way you bring it with no chaser from yes. Washington, D.C. Great info. Hey, what's up, D.C.? I'm actually going to be in Frederick, Maryland coming up. And uh, I drive through D.C. all the time. Next. Um, Crystal, I'm assuming continuous option for resource guarding then. Yeah, I do three seconds really high. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't put up with with resource guarding. I stop that like instantly. Next. Um, pause for mercy. My female 10 years old is attacking my male lately, even if he's asleep. He has been ill. What can I do? They've had fights, but not in a long time until about a month ago. Now it's happening a lot. Okay. So something's going on in the house. Something's going on. It could be that your the male is ill. It could be, you know, the writing could be on the wall with that male. This could be nature taking its course. All I know is this, or the 10 year old is just being a pain in the ass right now. 10-year-old dog attacking another dog when it's sleeping. Okay. There, this is a, there's a lot of different protocols you can do, but let's make this really easy right now. Why, are, why do they have access to each other where the dog is able to do this? That's what I would do. So if your dog is sick, I would make sure, that, first of all, I would be crating my dogs, especially utilizing a crate when they sleep. Kennel up, go in the crate. It's, I would hate to be so unfair. I mean, think about it. Think about it from that dog that's the sick dog that's sleeping. How would you like it if you got your ass kicked in the middle of the night, right? So let's think about that. So we can stop that tonight by crating both dogs. Now, that's not the answer, but that's actually for your average family, probably the smartest thing to do. The smartest thing to do. And the, the protocol, though, is you would set it up. You'd set it up and you'd have to apply a very, very firm punisher to that dog that's attacking the other dog. The only way you're going to fix that is by making it suck to attack the other dog. So a lot of people are going to say, oh no, create a positive association. Fuck that. You make it so uncomfortable for that 10-year-old dog to even think of attacking your other dog that it will never want to do it again. That's the kindest, gentlest thing you can do to both dogs. But to me, I would create that other dog right now. I mean, I'm not there to work with you. You know, we we can do a Skype session. But right now, like that information I gave you right now will stop. Will stop the problem right there. Next. Um, text canine. Happy holidays. Much love. Hey, thanks, Tex. Uh, Linda. Hey, Any- Sorry. Say hey to Linda. Hey, Linda. Any help with my previous question on the dog attack in the neighborhood? And now she is very leash reactive, even on a prong. And we didn't see that wasn't question from that question wasn't from tonight, Linda. Yeah. So for leash so leash reactivity. So your dog now is underneath the guise of I'm going to go after you before you go after me. It's very common if they've been attacked, but we didn't see that question from tonight at all. So um, 
we, we've got, I talk about leash reactivity all the time. I already actually answered a question pertaining to that about when to do it. Put the dog on proper equipment that dramatically helps. Prong collar and remote collar. Teach the dog how to walk properly next to you. As soon as that dog starts getting aroused, you have to eliminate the arousal. Eliminate the arousal. You do that with a leash pop. You do that with a remote. If your timing is late, you can send the dog up. That's how you do it, though. You've got to teach that dog. Pretty much you're saying you don't need to act like that. It's very common, though, for dogs that get attacked. Next. This one's from Janelle. Hey, Janelle. Do I have to try and earn a dog's trust before I start training them, or can I just get to the point? Thanks. And how do I get a young dog to not attack an older dog? Should I play fetch more with the younger dog? No. Playing games doesn't fix aggression. Ever. Playing games doesn't fix any unwanted behavior. Ever. If anybody says that, they're full of shit. Come on over to my place where I've got dog killers, play fetch with them, and then put them with your dog. And let's see how that goes. No, it won't work. It won't work at all. What's the first part of the question? Oh, does she have to establish trust? Oh, yeah, with trust. The dog? No, you don't need to establish trust with the dog first. The work is the trust. All these concepts that, like, oh, you need to build a relationship with the dog. No, you don't. The training is the relationship. And how about if you build a toxic relationship with the dog first? How about if you build a manipulative relationship with that dog first? How about if you build a soft relationship with that dog first? That's going to make it even worse. So the best thing to do is dog comes into our property for a board and train. Boom. Let's go. Massive amounts of structure. There you go. There's the beginning of the relationship. Next. Um, Ron asks, when my mouth goes to a 10 arousal instantly, what would you do? You can't use prong or e-collar. He goes more crazy. Well, I would need to know context a little bit. Right now, you're going to have to get your dog out of there. And I would do a ton of work to keep the dog from... Well, I went to keep it. I mean, my male goes up to 10 too, but he's not doing bad behaviors. But I'm also a big advocate of shutting off behaviors and on and off switch. So I role play my dog and I use, I'll use tug or bite work for that. I'll use tug or bite work for that and I'll get my dogs all ramped up and then boom, put them into a down, put them into a down or tell them to stop. So with your males, a lot of your male, normally I don't talk about breeds because a lot of breeds don't matter. Males are a little bit different though. So with a male, a lot of times, the more pressure you put on those dogs, the harder they fight, the harder they fight. So what I would do is you need to figure out a good way to de-escalate your dog. It's possibly that you're underwhelming the dog. Um, sometimes you have to use a dominant dog collar, a dominant, look up, go on to Learberg, Learberg.com, look up dominant dog collar. You have to do that. That will help you dramatically. Next. Um, this one's from Ian. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Watch every video and the results are great. Thank you for your prong, call, prong collar and your amazing knowledge and experience. Uh, Ian, thanks for being a fan. Awesome. Thank you. Um, pause for mercy. I separated them permanently until I can address it safely. And yes, she's an asshole, but usually very sweet. You can't tell me that. Nope, 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 nope. Sybil, it doesn't work that way. You can't be an asshole and very sweet. That's the abuse. That's the, if this hits anybody home, I apologize. I'm very, I'm very, very familiar with domestic violence though. I've had over 250 female employees since I've started my own businesses. I've dealt with a lot of domestic violence, but that's the same excuse that a, 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 and I'm going to say woman because the stats, the, the, the stats are in that women get abused more than men do. 
That's the same thing that keeps a woman in a relationship who's being abused. He's usually a nice guy. Yeah, until he puts you in the fucking hospital. No, he's a fucking asshole. Shouldn't be walking the goddamn earth. And you sure as hell should get out of that fucking relationship. Now, I'm not telling you to get rid of your dogs, but no, no free passes for dogs that bite. None. That doesn't mean we kill them. What it means is we don't make excuses for them ever. I don't care if that dog saved you from a burning building. It just bit your kid and it keeps wanting to bite your kid. No, I won't put up with biting dogs and families. So I don't give up on them. I don't get rid of them, but I bust my ass to eliminate it. And that's what I want us to do. But I don't want us to think, well, the dog's usually good. I don't care how good the dog is. Nobody hires me for the 90% awesome that their dog is. We have dog killers on our property that are decent dogs 90% of the time until they kill a dog. No free pass. No free pass. Most dogs are at least 90% good. Some of them are 99% good. There's that one thing, that one thing, but it's a dangerous thing. So right now, keep them separate. You're smart. Good. Um, just said thank you. You're welcome. Janelle, that's before I answer the question. I was going to say that, but I don't want to. Yeah, that's know. before I answer the question. I want to be negative. Like, Can I take that thank you back next? <laughs> Janelle, I love how real you're being. Happy holidays to you and yours. Janelle, I've been doing this. It's funny because when was my radio show start? When did my radio show start? I don't know, but we did. You did it for six years. I did it for five. Didn't we do it until 2000? That's like two, three years ago. Yeah. God. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah. I've been. I've been. I've been blabbering with my big effing mouth i just couldn't swear on because i was controlled by the fcc so i just couldn't swear but i've been telling it like it is for a long time i've been talking about punishment and i've been talking about shock collars and prong collars and, and and high level corrections on dogs when you were on the radio that's when you started with the what the frank sinatra yeah you i had swear. i couldn't swear you know and guys don't get me wrong we reward the hell out of dogs if you come to our training center once we stop an unwanted behavior like 90% of what we do is reward-based. We train all commands with positive reinforcement. We clicker train and food train dogs. Yeah. Yep. We mark the behavior with a clicker or the word yes, and we deliver a food reward. We deliver praise all the time. That's what we do all day long. But people aren't asking me how to train sit or down or place. And I wouldn't answer it on the show. I would say, go watch a free video. That's easy to do. Any half-assed dog trainer can train obedience commands. If you can't train an obedience command, you shouldn't be training dogs, not even in a big box store, because like they can all do that. But it's the stopping of the unwanted behaviors that is the attraction to the show. It's the stopping of the unwanted behaviors that keeps the dogs alive. But just if you're brand new to my world, I want to make sure everybody has a scale to the work we do. We don't just go around blasting dogs all day. We do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of repetitions of rewards with dogs a day. Next. Um, Shaw says, thank you, sir. But the problem is my country doesn't sell a lot of pet stuff like prongs, e-collars, grass, crate, and et cetera. I am trying my uh, best though. Yeah. So Shaw, yeah, it's funny. I just had a, I just had a great Skype session with somebody in India and uh, they have a whole different, this guy had a German shepherd and, and there's a whole different, uh, view on dog ownership over there, whole different view on dog ownership over there. So 
um, I don't know if Amazon delivers to your country, but you you probably you absolutely can find a surface. Find a surface that's um, you know outside and put it on your put it on your um, your porch, your patio, your porch, whatever you whatever you what whatever you call it. All right, next. Um, this one's from Dan. Are we letting people no, give their opinions? Come on, no. <laughs> Um, yeah. Jenna, teaching dog place, but he already loves lying down on his bed for hours. How do I know when he is actually understanding the command versus lying down because he loves being lazy in the house? So Jenna, try it on different surfaces. In other words, try it on different, like get, get a carpet square, do place up on raised surfaces. You can do place on a lot of different things. All right, next. And then do quick, um, uh, um, uh, um, commands. So place and then market and then break and then move it around. You can do place on a bunch of different things. Next. Okay. This one's from Roger. Hey, Roger. Scenario. Visitor came to house. I placed my fear aggressive dog in this crate located next to couch and had visitors sit on the couch next to the crate. Had visitor drop treats into crate. Dog growled. Yep. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. The best thing to do is ignore. So you read the wrong book. You read the wrong book, Roger. So I'm not against that concept. Personally, I don't want people giving my dog food. But I but I have read all that information about having strangers, first of all, having strangers feed your dog food to make a positive association with it. I read the same literature. All right? I'm very aware of that literature. But until you have put in an inhibitor for the unwanted behavior, you're going to step two. Step two doesn't work unless there's step one. Step one is stop the growling. Then what I would do is you're creating way too much pressure on the dog. Way too much pressure on the dog. So I would have that visitor away from the dog within sight and you correct your, putting no pressure on the dog. And then people assume, oh, because you're using food, it's going to be a positive association. Well, tell that to the dog that, that Roger's working with. Obviously, it's not. So what do you do? You make it suck. You make it suck to growl. Next. Um, this one's from uh, Michael. Okay, Michael. Would you ever correct on high and continuous for longer than three seconds for something like human aggression? Sure. Yeah. For human aggression, I'll do just about anything. Because the dog. if I don't fix it, the dog dies. Mm. The dog dies. Or you lose your house. You lose your business. God forbid you... I mean, I don't, you know, if you harmed a kid, you shouldn't harm anybody, but God forbid the dog bit somebody in the face. Yeah. Yeah. For human aggression, you know, I think, I think we should do whatever we can. Next. Uh, This one's from Linda. She is leash reactive. When I walk by the house where she is, was, oh, where she was attacked. Sorry, first-time listener. Thanks for your help. Use correction on remote. You do, but Linda, there's a lot of work that goes into it first. There's a lot of work that goes into it first. So what you need to do, but yes, you are going to be correcting on the remote, but your timing has to be important. Also, at the beginning, you're going to utilize a little bit of space. So you don't walk into the belly of the beast yet. You might want to do a little bit of distance. Don't do BAT protocols. BAT protocols are ridiculous and they rarely ever work. And they're always keeping dogs under threshold. I want to put a dog over threshold or else it'll never learn. But what you want to do is you want to make sure you're walking that dog properly first, meaning it should be walking properly next to you without pulling. And I want to start getting that dog not to just walk properly physically, but walk properly mentally. 
But yes, a remote collar and a correction is going to be involved in that training protocol once the dog starts thinking about aggressing. Next. All right. There was more to Rogers, which I didn't see. Um, it says that the dog growled and lunged. Yep. I corrected high on e-collar, 46. Dog drew back and went to opposite side of crate from visitor and stayed there while looking afraid of the visitor. Dog still doesn't trust visitor. Even, I don't know. Okay. Dog does okay. trust others who have come into house after visitors gave treats. Okay, so this is the thing, Roger. So there are something about the visitor that just turns off the dog. You know what I mean? So again, I just wouldn't do that. That's not my, so I don't do that. I don't have people give dogs food to make them like them. I just don't do that. So, you know, again, what you did was right. Again, no, you put too much pressure on this visitor. It's possible there are dogs that definitely, some people rub them the wrong way. I see that all the time. I see it all the time. The best thing this visitor can do is don't give a shit about this dog. Totally ignore this dog. And not just say that the visitor is going to. They have to really feel it's like, I could care less about your dog. That's what I want you to do. Ignore it. Next. Um, Pause for Mercy says, an asshole to dogs, but not people. She's a rescued bait dog. She is hard with other dogs, but normally the two get along great until lately. He had seizures, and then that's when the attacks started. I know. So... It's, but I want you to get rid of the rescued bait dog story. Got it? Let's get rid of that rescued bait dog story. I hear that too much, and it doesn't make a difference. It honestly doesn't make a difference at all. And we might not, it might be a bait dog, but a lot of bait dogs are dead. Do you know what I mean? A lot of them don't survive. Most dogs that we see with dog aggression have zero history of dog fighting. Zero history of dog fighting. So that's actually not a concern. The dog having a seizure is probably what the big thing is. That freaks out a lot of dogs. That freaks out a lot of dogs. So that's probably the important part. So for now, again, I would, it's it's not because it's a rescue dog at all. Rescue, every dog is a rescue dog. Every dog. Whether you bought it or you adopted it, it's a rescue. Unless you got it from a breeder at eight weeks old, you know, I get so many people that are like, we rescued a dog from a shelter. We got it at nine weeks old. I'm like, it's nine weeks old. You're responsible for everything. So the point being is right now, since I'm out there to work with you, the only thing you can do is keep them separate. The only thing you can do is keep them separate. Next. Hey, I can do a couple more questions, but it is, has been an hour. Oh shit. You're right. Okay. okay. Um, this one's from Kiki. Had dog fight a few days ago. Scariest thing ever. Unfortunately, I caused it unintentionally. Dog one is now muzzled around dog two, but the harmony isn't there. I'm not sure what my next move should be. Probably a Skype with me. You know what I mean? I mean, that's like dog dogs fighting in the same house is a is a is a huge, huge issue to have. Right now, you've got to keep them separate. Keep, okay, take away all love and affection. Got it? Take away all love and affection. Massive amounts of structure, hold them accountable. Don't give any dog special treatment at all. Hold them accountable. Crate your dogs. You might have to do crate and rotate right now. Don't allow them to walk around freely with each other. Don't allow them to stare at each other. They might be just staring at each other, waiting for the next fight. Most dog owners miss all the signals. Miss all the signals. Next. 
Um, this one's from Barley. I adopted a female 11 month German shepherd that was in a pound with a lot of dogs and never barked. Brought her home and she gets all stiff and begins to bark at other dogs. Got any thoughts? Yeah, you, you get a remote collar and tell your dog to stop barking. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Next. Okay, Shah has another question. My dog has issues like lack of confidence, fearful aggression, anxious, and etc. So, would it hinder his training if I take him outside after a 15 to 20 minutes training? Thank you. No. I mean, if anything, Shah, you got to get your dog outside. You got to expose your dog to the world. You get if you keep your dog sheltered, all the environment, all the environmentals are just going to always freak it out. You need you need to expose your dog to the world more. Next. Um this one's from Josh. Hey, Jeff and Linda, hope all is well. Big fan, young adult professional wanting a dog, can bring dog to work. What age dog would you recommend for a new inexperienced owner? Ooh. Breed important? Oh, geez. Yeah, well, I would get a lower energy breed possibly. Be prac- I, w- I would get yourself a dog that no human aggression, no dog aggression. Um, I, would, I would get a dog that is with, um, I would get a dog that's over one years old, maybe even over two years old, that's being fostered right now that's one of those dogs that is just like this is the easiest dog ever so find somebody that's a fit that the dog lives with kids that you can observe and the dog's like wow look at that dog that's a really easy dog next twin pillars hi jeff our shepherd sleeps in the same room every night and every once in a while she starts to nip and pull on the carpet uncontrollably feeding her seems to work any thoughts huh I don't understand feeding. Crate the dog. What do you mean feeding her? Like, do you use food to get her from doing the carpeting? Just crate your dog. Crate your dog. They can't have access to the carpeting. Next. Uh, you have a, a funny little ditty being held for her view. Yeah, I know. I think I think we would next, next. <laughs> um, because I'm immature, I think it's funny. Uh, love. Oh, shoot. Love train. Yep. I'm, I lost it. I lost it. I lost Is it, it possible to escalate reactivity by correcting too high or just by correcting too low? Both and bad timing. Next. I really don't know where I am. Shah, my country is more is, is okay. Is, is worse when it comes to dogs. Most people think dogs are impure in yeah, my I country. Know. It has to do with religion, but the truth is that it's a total misconception. They pre- preach false things. I know, I know. So Shah, I'm not sure what country you are from, but I understand the ideology, and you've got you know you're 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 sort of like alone right now. But all I know is that you can do it. You can probably start changing. You, there, there. I, I have colleagues in countries where dogs are not as is well respected or well cared for. Or I actually have dog. I have clients in countries where they actually, you know, they'll they'll consume um, dog meat as well. And the pet dog business, the pet dog industry, is actually growing. So you know, you're you're at the start of something great. Next. Um, wrap this up. Okay. All right, guys, we got to wrap this show up. Linda's only on contract for an hour. So it is Christmas Eve, by the way. So, got, I got a few things to take care of. All right, guys, we have to go. We'll be on World we'll Beyond Wednesday night um, at eight o'clock again. That's a 90 minute show, but we have to go now. I want to wish everybody a happy holiday around the world. If you don't celebrate this holiday, that's fine. Um, happy day anyway. Um, for everybody else out there that's just follows us and there'll still be, there'll be fresh content being put up tomorrow on social media. What you can do is if you have questions, if you go into our Instagram channel, so go into our Instagram, the link is on our 
are just a solid canine training on Instagram. Everything we do is solid canine training. Go into Instagram, go into IG stories, and there's a sticker there for question of the day. Find that little cell, type the question inside the little sticker there, and then you get it answered later in the week. All right? So between three Q&As on YouTube Live, Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash solid canine training. You can go there. And through IG stories, there's a lot of ways to get free help from me. All right. And for all the folks out there that have got some serious issues like dog aggression, you're probably going to want to do a Skype session. And all that information is on my website. Okay. All right, guys. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye.